This is The Daily Takeaway. So look, massive thank you. Massive thank you to everyone who got involved uh, with the Indie Disco all day yesterday. It was great fun. Ten hours of bank holiday fun. We worked it out, we played 120 songs That's yesterday. That's good going. But I'm so tired today. <laughs> hey, on the train home, I was really, really tired. Today, I feel like so... I feel like I almost could have a little school assembly pass out. <laughs> you, you always used to have one person in your school passed out all the time. I feel like I could do a Christopher Sherborne. That was like from our year. <laughs> uh, and I, I even tried to, I tried to take in a Barocca this morning, you know, the fizzy yeah, energy thing. Well, look at the state of me. I look like death warmed up. And weirdly enough, coincidentally, Katie has bought me uh, some Wellman vitamins, oh, da- yeah. daily vitamin thing, but they've got David Gandhi, the model, on the front, and I just want to manage, manage your expectations. <laughs> They're going to work a miracle. Uh, but like I said earlier on, it's not just me that's tired today. There's something about um, the, the, the day after a bank holiday weekend, this week, this four-day week. You think it'd be better because it's shorter, yep. but there's something about having that extra day that really messes you up. Do I you wonder, know what I mean? I wonder whether it's because, particularly the, the, the last bank holiday at the end of the year, you're thinking, oh, this is the last day I'm going to have before the nights start closing in. I'm going to make the most of it. You'll either go out and have a nice time but yep. then be tired coming back, or you'll do stuff at home, which is what I did. Yep. Spent the afternoon in the garden scarifying the lawn. Today, <laughs> my arms feel like dead weight. <laughs> so tired. Is that just the weird position? I remember used to, I used to get a thing that I would call strimmer arm. Yes. Which is because you don't normally have your arm in that position. That's the thing. And you get like a shaky hand when you've you been do. using a strimmer. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird. That, Tense forearm. Roomy weekend. <laughs> so look, all we want to know in this first hour of the show is, simple question, why are you tired? Jimmy Banjo says, and this, this will ring true for a lot of people travelling over the weekend, stuck at an airport for 10 hours yesterday, yes. flight cancelled, put in a hotel late, moving to another hotel now, return flight has been rescheduled to Sunday night, an exhausting end to what was a nice holiday. Oh, man, I can't imagine it. My heart goes out to you. Uh, Adele says, I also managed to uh, cut the grass yesterday. Uh, shout out to everyone else like me and the uh, grass-cutting uh, crew yesterday. You crazy so-and-sos. <laughs> so she's tired for that, is she? Yeah, 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 it's tiring work. And someone says, yesterday I was in the Vendee. Today, I'm back in Cardiff. Hashtag long drive. Don't know what that is. It's a bike race, I think, the Vendée. They've just been in a bike race. I reckon so. More intel, please. 8, 12, 15. In other words, tell us why you're tired. Uh, Jill, Lee and Teddy the dog have got in touch. Say, we are tired as we went to see Pete Tong at Powderham Castle in Devon. But it was about a three-mile walk to the car park afterwards. So the end of the gig technically did go Pete Tong. <laughs> it must be a nightmare if you are Pete Tong, because anything goes wrong in your life. Even if you like your, your, your washing machine floods, someone's going to make that, that comment, aren't they? Oh, they must like be that. sick of it. Uh, I got the comment wrong, by the way, about the Vendée earlier uh, the cycling thing I, it, it's, it's actually a region on the west coast of France uh, text says we went there in our caravan now we're sat in wet Cardiff with our dogs Bob and Elton so that's why they're tired uh, good clarification on that we've got Stu on the line right now Stu why are you so tired my wife made me paint yesterday and I've got to finish it today ok and how is that tiredness manifesting itself today Stuart my arms just painters arms they ache do you know what? I think it's similar to strimmer's arms that we were talking it about is. earlier. If you don't professionally paint or strim, that arm can flare up, can't it? It really does get... Do you have a little shake on it? Like, a little bit like when you need potassium, when you need to eat more bananas, you've got the eyelid on the go. Is it a bit like that? Yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, it's one bedroom down, three to go, though. That's the only problem. Oh, oh, Stuart. Can I ask, how much warning did you get that you were required to paint the kids' bedrooms? Because if you had warning, you would have been able to strengthen the painter's arm. And stretches and that. I had about 48 hours' notice. That's, That's about not right. Is that right? That seems quite not very much to me. Uh, there, is, there is a thing you can buy. I've seen them in, in certain DIY shops where you get a really long, almost like clown-like long 
roller. Yeah. With a tiny little roller on the end. Surely you can just sit down and watch TV whilst putting your arm with the long <laughs> roller into the room and get that done, finished, <laughs> and make it good for you. I, I've thought of every possibility, but I'm afraid my wife's keen eye wouldn't allow it. OK, this is, this is less of just a call into home time, more a cry for help. <laughs> Hang in there, Stu. <laughs> good luck, Stuart. Take care. Cheers. Thanks very much. Richard says, uh, because I've been up since 3am throwing up, <laughs> my mum decided to give us five-year-out-of-date ketchup yesterday <laughs> with the phrase, it won't hurt you. <laughs> I didn't think uh, old ketchup would be that bad. <laughs> There's a warning for your kids. Uh, Rich and Chris say, we are tired because we're in a hot tube in Staffordshire. I'm hoping that is a, uh, a typo, <laughs> but it might not be. It might just be tiring. They're either having a brilliant spa weekend or they're trapped. <laughs> uh, Ed, why are you tired? I help run the family farm and I'm also an airline pilot so I uh, came back from New York on Saturday night, landed on Sunday morning, had a bit of a kip across the Atlantic and back on grain cart and I'm just watching two combines next to me running uh, running poppies so hopefully I'll finish harvest today or tomorrow. Bank holidays mean nothing to me in both my jobs. Wowee, you're like a, a, a rural stroke uh, airline Craig David there with that incredible collection of different things going on each day. What? Um, so you, do you fly for a particular airline? I do, yeah. I fly for PA. Ed, what's harder, uh, driving a tractor or flying an Airbus? Uh, I fly a Boeing, but um, driving a tractor because I'm newer to it. Everything's easy when you know how. We got the type of uh, aircraft wrong. Let's see if we can guess his tractor, mate. You can go first. I think it's uh, Hamilton Sayer. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with Massey Ferguson. No, it's green. Come on. John Deere. Yes! Yes! And one final thing before we let you go, uh, because we, I feel bad that we had, we kind of had a caller on the other week that was in a tractor. We get, we got a good rural listenership here on Home Time, and he was telling us that tractors don't have a mi- don't have a myelometer. It's measured in how many hours they've been used for. Is that true? Correct. So the one I'm sitting on at the moment is uh, oh hello, five hundred and six point one hours. This one's been running for crazy. Wow. Well, there we go. We have to write back to that guy and apologise for doubting him. <laughs> Can we sign off by getting a beep from the tractor, if a tractor even has a beep? Let me uh, see if you can hear this. It's pretty feeble. You'll laugh. Oh, it's jovial, wow. isn't it? There you go. <laughs> Number one hometime show for everyone in the rural agricultural community. It's Home Time with Bush and Richie. Colin says, walked about 10 miles around Kielder Forest yesterday, having spent Sunday reorganising the garage for the third time this summer. A bit of a dig there. <laughs> I've got Julius on the line. Julius, why are you so tired then? Because uh, I've spent all weekend uh, gigging or performing. Right, and what have you, you been doing? What have you been performing? Um, so, I two different things. I spent three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as my alter ego, Misdemeanor. Okay. Uh, which is my drag act. Uh-huh. And yesterday I was out gigging with my band Doghouse. Oh, you have oh a, wow. yeah, he's got a varied life, hasn't he? Yeah. It certainly <laughs> has for Julius. I try to, to, yeah. And what's your act, uh, Misdemeanor? Uh, when, when, you, when you dress up as Misdemeanor, what, what, what kind of outfit is it? What's the look? Um, well, it's Obviously, outlandish makeup as much as you can do. Uh, I just have a big sort of beehive um, dark wig at the moment. Uh, various different dresses and various different coloured, very high heeled, chunky boots. I probably with the wig stand out about seven foot. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're performing uh, with Doghouse, uh, I, I, I take it you're you're the front man. Uh, who would you who would you very much sort of uh, say was your spirit front man? Oh, I, you know what I. I don't. 
I consciously try not to be like anyone else. I don't want to be the next or be like and like. I want to be like my, like me. Um, so I don't know. I try and be as exuberant as Freddie. Okay, so, that's a good know. yardstick. If you get halfway there, then you're not do- doing too bad, are you? Absolutely. A- absolutely. Um, everyone, everyone says about the band, they love us because they don't know what we're going to do next. Loving that, um, loving that chaos. So, and then uh, in terms of Mr. Mina, could, could you give us a bit of Mr. Mina's voice just to sign things off here on Home Time? <laughs> oh, OK, boys, so long as you're naughty, that's all that matters. Hey! <laughs> Good to talk to you, Julius. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, bye. 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 This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Time for our brand new feature. It's every Tuesday night. We call it Mind Blown. We're throwing down the gauntlet to you because you're such a learned audience. Richie and I are essentially asking you to get in touch with an amazing fact or hack or something that's going to make life even better through knowing this thing and literally blow our minds. Now it's a bit of a reboot of the feature after the disaster that was last week and the yes. uh, the formula for working out the year that you were born by subtracting. Anyway. We're not proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> you, may be listen- you may have been listening. Uh, you may remember it. Forget that happened. Blow our minds like uh, Tricky is. Tricky, what you got for us? Hey, Bruce Richie, good to be on. Uh, so, the word helicopter is made up of two words. Uh, and it's not heli and copter like everyone thinks it is. It's actually helico from the word helix, meaning spiral, and ter from the word teron, meaning wing, like a pterodactyl. So, theoretically, the P in the helicopter should be silent. Wow! That one, we, well, yeah, bang, our mind is blown. Listen to that. That's our minds blowing, you just heard. And who told you this bit of information then? I can't take any credit. I just happened upon it one day. Uh, I don't know where, don't know when, uh, but it's just stuck with me ever, ever, ever since, and I just use it as my father people's minds. You've got to flip this the other way. You've got to think about this, right? When the pterodactyls were flying around when the dinosaurs ruled this planet, little did they know that their name was going to give birth to transportation for the rich and famous <laughs> yeah. uh, in years to come. They probably didn't even know they were called pterodactyls. They were probably just known as Dave or Bob or something like that. Just had normal first names, like older people. I would have thought Terry. Rocco's got some pterodactyls and I, I call them Terry. Yeah, all right, Terry. All right, Terry, mate. Uh, and also, I don't know about you, I've just always taken helicopters at face value and never thought any more about it. Yeah. Now we know. If it's true, that is. Maybe there's people listening to this right now who are linguists. If you're a bit of a linguist and you think, I don't know if it's true or not, get in touch and disprove Tricky. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, mate, that's how it is. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. No, I, I'm sure someone will come on and, and prove me wrong, but uh, I'm I'm convinced I'm correct. Hey, with the problems we had last week with the... Um, uh, <laughs> your sub- subtract your age to the year you were born and all that kind of stuff, people will definitely come in touch if this is wrong. 8.12.15, Tricky, it's good to have you on 8.12.15 if you can blow our minds or if you have any intel about the word helicopter. Thank you, Tricky. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. I tell you what, I'm going to try and blow the minds of uh, one of our esteemed producers, Nick, uh, who at the end of this week is uh, heading off uh, on holiday. He's off to Vietnam. Wow, I'd love to go to Vietnam. What are we paying these producers? He's on, apparently, I checked, there was a printout came to the wrong bit of the building. He's on £1.2 million a year. Wow, wow. But he's flying with Qatar Airways. Here's the thing to blow your mind. Did you know they're one of the only airlines in the world that you can take a falcon into the cabin? (laughs) 
What? You're allowed to bring a Falcon on board? Honestly. Qatar Airlines? Honestly. How? What, is that like a loophole? No, 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 it's not. It's, it's not a loophole. In Qatar, the Falcon is a revered bird. They are worth thousands and thousands and thousands. Uh, and the Qataris would not want to travel without their... Without their falcon. Without their trusty so, falcon. honestly, I promise you, this is not me making it up, it's going to blow your mind, you're allowed a falcon in the cabin. So those fellas you see at Stately Homes with a falcon on the end of, like, a quite heavy leather glove, <laughs> they could just go on, they could just bring it on board, and what, it's flapping around, taking people's syrups off the top of the red. Strictly really. speaking, yes. I don't know whether you have to pay for a seat for the falcon as well, but uh, take that up with uh, Qatar Airways, not me. OK, so if there is a surcharge for falcons on Qatar Airlines, please get in touch. You can tweet us now at Absolute Radio. Mind blown, listen to that. Uh, Robbie the chef is in Sheffield. This has blown my mind. I Go really like this. Go on then. If you took the earth and shrunk it down to a few inches across, it's going to take some shrinking. Yeah. It would have the appearance of a perfectly round pool ball <laughs> and be within legal pool regulations <laughs> with regards to ball tolerances. Here's the critical bit. No mountain or canyon is high enough or deep enough to imperfect the face of it. What on earth is that? It's one of the weirdest facts I've ever heard in my life. He's just saying that the earth is obviously a globe. It's circular. <laughs> Make it smaller. It still would just be smaller, wouldn't it? Uh, but no, no, no. But what he's saying is if you if you did it proportionately yeah. down to the size of a pool, pool ball, yeah. no mountain or canyon is high enough or deep enough to imperfect the face of it and you could play pool with it within legal regulations. That is, that's year of birth stuff from last week. We're going back down that track. <laughs> I we're we're going to get stick not. for this. It's you lot, it's you lot abusing us because we came across a stick last week. Ruined our, our, our confidence in what we're saying here. That's what it is. It's blown my mind. Well, I'm, it's not blown mine. So can we have the sound, of, sound effect for his mind blown? And then me, it, as is, because I'm fine. <laughs> what about this one, right? I'm listening to an incredibly dull, dry audiobook about the Wars of the Roses at the moment, because I'm a history bore. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking about battlefield positioning, etc., as you do, uh, and the most trusted uh, key position on a battlefield is uh, your right-hand side, because obviously you fight with your... Most people fight, if you were in the olden days, a knight, you'd fight with your shield in your left hand, sword yep. in your right hand. So whoever's on your right-hand side is really important, because they're, they're defending your undefended non-shield side. Yes. And that's where the phrase right-hand man comes from. Oh, right. Because that'd be the person on your right that's covering you. And that's why when you're getting married, uh, your best man stands on the right side because that would be your non-shield side. Oh, I like that. And one, I'll give you one further, right? Because the book before that was about the Border Reavers in the 1600s in Scotland. Like I said, I'm a laugh a minute. Katie, <laughs> you might laugh. It's a great time. Uh, and basically, um, uh, spiral staircases go a certain way so you can fight your way up them. Okay, ah. so you you got so your hand swinging one side or whatever, but there was a a a, a border um, kind of lord up in Scotland who was left-handed. The whole clan are left-handed, so they had all of their spiral staircases going the other way, whether it's anti-clockwise or clockwise. So if you're left-handed, you can fight your way back up if you defend yourself. So if I'm walking up or down a spiral staircase with my best man, what way do I walk? Anywhere you want, you've got some great friendship going on there. <laughs> uh, John uh, has got another one. I love this. This is a good one. Bumblebees can put their wings into neutral no. and warm their body up by using wing muscles and not flapping wings. This enables them to heat up before any more pollen insects are awake so they get to the flowers before anything else. That's heresy. That's it's, just crazy. Isn't that clever? So let's just pull this apart. They're not flying obviously, at that time, so that... They've landed. They're, 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 they're sat somewhere, 
but they're warming up their wings without flapping them. So it's a little bit like uh, someone might go out, your dad would get the car going for a bit before we get in it it's in exactly the winter that. on the school <laughs> run. Go out, warm the car up on the driveway. Uh, Steve Francis says, uh, apparently in Alaska it's illegal to whisper in someone's ear while they're moose hunting. Are you even allowed to hunt moose there? I mean, they seem like such good fun. I mean, I've watched Northern Exposure, that programme. I don't know, Alaska. Oh, don't, don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> He's done it. Can't take it back. Mind blown. Richie's Daily Takeaway. We're very much hanging in here today, as you've heard already. We're both a little bit tired, differing reasons after the uh, uh, the long bank holiday weekend, which is why coffee was very important uh, earlier on. It's it's pretty much part of our daily show routine. Would you not agree? Can you imagine doing this without having a cup of coffee beforehand? I can't. It'd be. I mean, it's pretty bad anyway. It'd be awful. Very much part of our routine. This show been going now for five years. I think we've been together on home time. Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies <laughs> when you're having fun. Why is it then after? five years um, you still don't remember I have sugar with my coffee I knew you were going to say this I could sense this was coming <laughs> did I react D- today felt like the straw that broke the camel's back I, I brought in a coffee right and then uh, I'd obviously again forgotten that you have sugar <laughs> with your coffee and you did that thing where you, we've, got, we've got those chairs that rotate you just did a little roll of the eyes like alright then I'll go and get it. So I'm straight back up again, walked into the kitchen yourself to go and get it. I, I, I left it about 10 seconds, and then we, we, we kept on chatting. I was like, I'm just going to go get it. Going to get a coffee. And you're like, oh, yeah, I always forget. And as I was walking to go and get the, uh, go and get the sugar, I was thinking, why does he always forget? I think I've ever remembered. I, I think don't think I've, you have ever remembered. The amount of times we've taken turns getting coffees in, I think I've ever, ever remembered to bring you sugar back. In the days when we could afford to go out and buy coffee locally... Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember those Do you days. remember that? We used to have like a donut and everything. <laughs> not made of money now, that's for no, sure. we're not. Um, there'd never be a, a sugar that would come back with that. There's not one... If it's from the the canteen, either. Can I can I can I ask for help with this, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I I'm obviously got a problem. I can't remember. It. I always forget it. Um, would you Would you mind having sugar with your tea as well? Because then at least you're consistent. Because I, I feel like that's where the confusion's coming from. That you, is a problem, isn't you it? You don't have sugar with your tea. I don't have sugar with my tea. I'll have sugar with my coffee. How about if Paddington <laughs> Bear style, I wear like a little label around my neck that says one sugar. Okay, let, let you know how that goes walking around in central <laughs> London with that little neck piece on. Please come back to me on that. Uh, if, if there is something like Bush that you always forget, let us know. Karen! I always forget the turning into my own street. <laughs> wow, so you forget your own road in many ways. Uh, yeah, there's there's two little mini roundabouts, and I really should remember that it's the second one that I uh, that I live at. But invariably, I turn into the first one. Karen, I'm hoping the answer to this next question will will let you off the hook. But how long have you lived where you live? <laughs> Seventeen years. Wow, 17 years. Think about the amount of times she's turned down the wrong roads. They must think you're on patrol, neighbourhood watch or something. In my defence, defense, I am going through the menopause, so that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. Absolutely. Well, I, I always get on the wrong train. Maybe I'm on the menopause too. You're coming out in sympathy with me, are you? That's what it is. I'm getting hot even thinking about it. Such is the bond between our listeners and this home time show. That is exactly what's going on, Karen. <laughs> I don't feel because I'm quite alone anymore. (laughs) 
Uh, Gareth, just like Bush, another forgetful one. He goes, I have a wife and two kids, one likes salt and vinegar on the chips, one just salt and one just vinegar. I have no idea which one is which. Get them to help themselves. <laughs> That'll solve that one out. Hey, do you remember Karen, who we spoke to on the phone earlier on, uh, the lady who can never remember what her turning is for her house? Yeah. Even though she's lived there for a load of years, she's just texted back in now saying, guys, I'm sorry, I miscalculated when I spoke to you. It's actually 19 years I've lived at the house, not 17. I'm not getting any better, am I? <laughs> it's got a problem. Uh, Matthew, what do you always forget? Well, I do seem to have a habit of forgetting my wedding anniversary. Ooh. Richie, do you, uh, do you remember wedding anniversary? Your wedding anniversary? Yes. OK, fair enough. I just wanted to put but you on the spot. St George's Day. Oh, there you go. But I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Is that to do with a dragon? <laughs> oh, oh, dear. dear. The words of Bush, not me. <laughs> Are you going to get in trouble then when that happens, Matthew? Uh, yeah, I did uh, book a work trip to Amsterdam a couple of years ago. Well, uh, surely work booked that, Matthew, not you. You wouldn't have done that on your anniversary. Well, I probably, I, yeah, well, maybe I had a bit of a choice. but I'd Well, Matthew, forgot. surely work did that. You wouldn't have done that on your anniversary. <laughs> well, if I'd remembered it was my anniversary. Oh, Matthew, well, Matthew, we can't help you. Can't help you. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway.